Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode, we talk with Mark Greenwich, who breaks down why he decided to travel the world with his family for a year and do it right when his older son's about to go into grade nine, his younger son's about to go into grade seven. Um, they leave their family home in Milton. They rent it out actually to another family while they go and travel the world for a year. He goes with a family of four. He only comes back as a family of three. So he leaves with both his kids, but he only comes back home with one of his kids. So wait till you hear we actually kick off this episode explaining how that exactly happened so you'll hear that story just an all-ground great guy uh, mark and i met on his first day of grade one he came in late to grade one probably about a month late um and when he came into the class he was bawling and crying as his dad dropped him off and i know he just absolutely loves it when i share that story so that everybody in the world can that knows that he was crying on his first day of grade one so i just want to repeat that a few times to make sure everybody knows mark greenwich was crying on his first day of grade one. He's an absolute good guy. We're good buddies. We went to grade school together, high school together. Then our ways parted for quite some time, actually over 10 years, uh, 13, 14, 15 years um, until he rings me up one day and says, Hey Tom, I heard you're into real estate investing and you're doing this stuff. Can we, you know, chat about this? And uh, I get together with him, explain what we're doing. He rushes off and gets like three properties in the blink of an eye. And then he decides he's going to quit his IT job and get his real estate license and work with us. So now for the last several years, years, he's been working here at Rockstar helping other investors buy income properties and rental properties and student rentals and second suites and everything you can imagine. And we feel just blessed and grateful and honored that someone like him is working here at Rockstar helping other investors. He has a lot to share. I'm just an all around good hearted guy. And on this episode, you hear how he travels the world with his family and goes all over the place from South Africa to Portugal and Croatia and England and uh, Malaysia and Vietnam and Thailand. And uh, just uh, re some real good stories in there. Love chatting with Mark. At the end, we talk about some real estate investing stuff, but this talk is mostly about why he decided to travel the world, how they did it, where they went, some of the adventures along the way. So hopefully you enjoy this. And listen, if you are listening to this and you want some real estate investing information, the best thing for yourself perhaps, or if you want to share something with someone else for them to uh, learn about real estate investing is probably the free digital books that we have. We sell these on Amazon, but you can get free books, our, our books for free at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. So that's rockstarinnercircle.com forward forward slash books. And the one that's probably been the most popular has been Income for Life for Canadians. Uh, that book has been downloaded tens of thousands of times. I should actually check. We're probably at a, getting close, I would imagine, to 100,000 times, but it's been downloaded a whole ton. Uh, downloaded? Downloaded is a word. Yeah, downloaded. Downloaded a whole ton. Um, so you can uh, check that out there at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. You can pass that book on to somebody. Um, they can buy it if they want on Amazon, but you get the free digital copy right off our website, rockstarinnercircle.com. So with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Yeah, we've been dealing with so much crap this last week. Nothing major, just, just stuff. 
internet going down, my dad's uh, denture falling out, um, <laughs> just stuff in the office, preparing for this event, just everything. You know, it's one of those weeks where you're just like battling everything. But I wanted yeah. to start this with asking you, so bring the mic nice and close. This All is right. after me just telling you to bring the mic, <laughs> put the mic nice and close, Mark Greenwich. Yes, because it's whatever, nice and close now. There we go. Okay. Um, I got to know, where is your oldest son today? He is in Asia, specifically in Thailand. So he's in Thailand at this. Uh, okay, so you got to lay out the story for, for We'll get through you, why you decided to travel around the world. But you go around the world, you get to where uh, he's in, you said Thailand. 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 So how does this work that you go, you travel around the world, but you don't come back with one of your sons? Explain this story to me. Yeah, no problem. There's many moms listening to this who are going to be in shock that this happened. Yeah. Well, first of all, this wasn't our intention to go around the world and leave one of our children uh, in a different country on the other side of the world, especially. <laughs> Definitely wasn't part of the original plan. Uh, yeah. So what happened was, so he his passion is soccer. And we told both our boys while we were traveling, every country we went to, you know, it's on you to go look up opportunities for yourself to play your sport. So for him, it's soccer. For his, our youngest son, it's volleyball. With the intent being just while you're in that country. Correct. Okay. okay. Exactly. exactly. So when you leave to the next country on your world's trip here, they come with you. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. That, that, okay. that was the plan. Okay. Yes. So we ended up going to uh, Malaysia. And while we're in Malaysia, uh, he found some opportunities to play. So there's an academy there that I invite him to to play for the for that particular academy. And uh, so that family told us that uh, about some other opportunities because they we told them we were traveling. So they told us they had some friends in Vietnam who were Brazilian or are Brazilian and they're running a camp there as well. And uh, for, so for in the Vietnam, why don't you go check them out? So we said, yeah, sure, no problem. So we go to Vietnam, go to this camp. And, you know, so he plays in this camp for a few days and we meet the coaches, a uh, really nice family from Brazil. And then uh, what happens there is one of the coaches there was actually a guest coach who actually lives in Thailand, runs his own little soccer camp in Thailand. So we hadn't been to Thailand yet. And he says, well, you know what, when you guys make it to Thailand, you know, give us a buzz and, uh, you know, we'll get together. So when you get to Thailand, we give them a buzz. We go hang out with their family, have dinner, a nice dinner with them. And so me and the father are hanging out and we're talking and drinking. And uh, he mentions that, oh, his son is looking to go to this school, this uh, British International School in South Thailand that offers scholarships. And his son is the same age as our oldest son. So I'm thinking Tr this would be Tristan. Tristan, yes. And how he, he would be grade 10 right now? He would be grade 10 right now. Yeah, okay, right? okay. Yeah, so at the time he was 14. Okay. And uh, so, if, you know, I'm thinking. Yeah, really, for context, this is now last year, right? This, correct. Yeah, yeah, so okay. this would be. While his while he was in grade nine, this was happening. That's right. Yeah, that's okay. right. So he. Uh, so, yeah. So the father tells me about this, you know, this British international school that offers scholarships for soccer. And I'm thinking, well, that's interesting. Because in my mind, I'm a, I only know about scholarships for like, at you know, university. Right. And college at the college grade, you know, at high school. Yeah. Like, this is strange. But so anyway, not thinking too much of it. You know, I tell the next day, I tell Tristan about it and you talk about just taking immediate action. He went on the computer, started looking up this website, looking up everything you can that was available on that site. And then he comes back to us uh, about maybe an hour later and says, OK, I need two things. I need a referral letter from the, uh, my principal from from grade school and his report card. And we're thinking, 
uh, why do you need this for? Well, I want to apply. Like, all right, and he already filled out the application. It was all done. So we did our part, and we got him the uh, got him what he needed, and we sent the application in. You know, again, not really thinking much of it. You know, at the time, not thinking that. You're not fast forwarding too far ahead, thinking that yeah, yeah, he not might. realizing you started the path to your son not coming <laughs> home with you. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So some time passed. We're and right now we're in North Thailand when this is all happening. He sends the application in, and this school is actually in South Thailand. So we were planning on going to South Thailand anyway. So we ended up going to South Thailand. How'd you get from North Thailand to South Thailand? Train. Well, okay. sorry, we took. We, were, we took the train from... I have this vision of your family just on two mopeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We okay, were, train. Yeah. So train. train to, sorry, train to, we're trained to Bangkok and from Bangkok to South Thailand okay. to the plane. So a uh, couple means of transportation. So anyway, we got to South Thailand and once we we're there, just on a whim, I thought, you know what? I'll just send an email to the coach and not say anything about our application and just ask if we can come by, check out the school, Right. And so I do that, uh, send, him, send him an email, and he replies back and says, yeah, sure, come on by. We just need a copy of your passports uh, uh, to get you past security. So when we, su- submit our, when we send our, uh, our email, our passports to him, he replies back, says, oh, my gosh, you guys are the ones that applied. You guys, you guys are the Canadians that applied. And we're like, yeah. Like, he's like, he probably <laughs> doesn't see so many Canadians applying that are actually in Thailand ready to try out. Well, exactly. So what usually happens is either it's someone, if they're local, they're, they're trying out, or they're sending a video of themselves, right? If you're living on the other side of the world Makes like, sense. like okay. we are, right? Over, right? Uh, based on their application coming from Canada. So yeah, we, he says, yeah, well, you know what? If you're here, why don't you just, can he come and try out? And oh my gosh, I, I, I felt so bad because Tristan was, of all the time that we were away, this was the sickest he was ever on this particular day. And so I went to him and I said, son, guess what? You can go try out today. And he's like, dad, I, I can't do it. And I'm thinking, Okay, no problem. And, and this was. Dude, no I would have taken that the way out. Good, perfect. You're not trying to. We're going home. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? I knew this is. Yeah, yeah. I knew seize this is the day. You were I, thinking seize the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was in the morning, right? When this was happening. So, and we weren't going until the afternoon. So there was still some time, right? So then, when the afternoon came, went back to him again. I said, "Hey, son, give him a little pat on the back." So, how you feeling right now? And not so many words. Basically, he decided that he would at least take his shoes his soccer boots, right? I said, okay, that's one step closer. So he was traveling with his cleats? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. he was trying to play and yeah, yeah, yeah. stay okay. fit and okay. do all that good stuff. So yeah, we uh, so we ended up going to school. and uh, Wait, So I just have to know, though, at this point, traveling the world, how much luggage are you guys traveling with? Is it one bag each? Two pieces each. Two so we peaches, had, so we a, had, su- a roller suitcase? No, so we each had a, backpack. a, a backpack. Okay, uh, right? like, a, like a big, huge backpack? Yeah, the big one. You got okay. it. You got it. Usually for most airplanes, they will actually allow you to bring it on board and you don't have to actually check it in. Okay. Um, but there was a few airlines that unfortunately they said that wouldn't fly. It's too big, yeah. Yeah, exactly. you're talking about one when it's on your back, it's like at your head and it's yeah, going you got to your it. butt. You got it, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, and then another just kind of regular backpack like a school like kids okay. school backpack okay right so that was it okay. that was our that was our yeah. gear yeah, so you Fr- to be pretty smart yeah front and back but he, he managed to fit his cleats in there <laughs> okay yeah he squeezed it in there because okay. you're taking all that stuff you had to plan because you're leaving home in milton ontario for the plan was a year Correct. Right. Yes. Which ended up be being just about a year, no? Yeah, eight months. Just shy. Yeah, okay, eight, eight months. months. Was it yeah, eight yeah. months? Okay. Yeah, okay. we shortened it up given the situation that arose from him getting into the school okay okay yeah so yeah we went to the school and uh so the, i remember the coach looked at him and said 
Uh, so are you ready to uh, try out, give it a whirl? And, and I was just, there was like this moment of pause. I didn't know if he was going to say yes or no. And he's like, all right. And uh, so we went and, you know, it was a good sport. He was, although he was, like I said, he was, this was the sickest, yeah, probably the sickest that he'd been the whole trip that, uh, while we were away. And, uh, and he wasn't exactly in soccer fitness shape sure so, yeah right obviously yeah, just the cardio alone if you're not practicing two three times a week yeah i mean these guys are running basically a marathon a week just in practice right well the yeah they actually play eight times a week yeah wow yeah okay. eight times so and he's going from basically doing not too much <laughs> in the last few months right so now he's going full tilt with these guys and uh no he, he survived he survived that day um and then he survived the following day so it was a thursday and then the friday now, so I guess we were fortunate because what happened was the following week, they were actually having a break. All right. And unknown to us, they were actually going to make a quick decision because typically what happens is they usually have the kids travel for at least four days. Right. Because those first, you know, the first two days, the kids are kind of just, you know, they, yeah, they got some anxiety. Yeah. Exactly. So by day, that second day, third day, they're more comfortable and settled in whatever. Right. So they give the kids that chance. Um, but we didn't know that they they, just, they had plans just to have them try out for the two days. And I guess the other factor was because after that one week that we were there, we were taken off to somewhere else. Yeah, where was your next stop, by the way? We were going back to Malaysia, actually. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, we're heading back to Malaysia. And so, yeah, I remember just standing there watching them training. And then we had met the headmaster the day before. and The, head, the headmaster, yeah. okay. <laughs> the headmaster, okay. yes. Uh, and then he walked up to me and he said, yes, you know, we'd like to offer your son uh, a scholarship. And I know I was just, oh my I, know, God. I, I was just, know what I'd be thinking. Your 14 year old son. <laughs> I mean, I, there was a day when 14 was not that young, right? 14, you had to be a survivor probably 60, 70 years ago, but 14 in 2018 last year is a very different 14, man. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. I was, I was blown away when he said that because it was totally unexpected. Right. I mean, you this were blown was, away, Talia, that your, you know, your wife, his mom must have been just bawling at this point. No, did she just <laughs> no, break down? No, she was good. You know, she's she has been really good throughout from from that moment up to even now. She's been really good. And she keeps saying, you know, I'm doing it for him because she doesn't want to show, you know, I mean, yeah, she has obviously it's her firstborn. And to and this this happened essentially four years sooner than she expected. Right. Yeah, it happened fast. <laughs> And it happened fast. Yes, because this is now when he was trying out. I think this was now January. All right. And we dropped him off. And just to add a little bit of salt to the wound here, we actually dropped him off on Talia's birthday <laughs> and boarding. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's a birthday she'll never forget, <laughs> fortunately. Yeah. And uh, you guys talked to him. So he's been there now for, I guess, just about a year now, right? Uh, not quite. So yeah, actually, no. Yeah, I guess yeah. It's when March eighth. Yeah, it's when we dropped them off, and yeah, we're. Oh, it was March. Oh, you were there in January. Yeah. But he didn't go back until March of last yeah, year. Yeah, because we had to do all the paperwork. So we went to Malaysia. Okay. We went back to Malaysia, uh, which wasn't. He our... obviously was excited and said yes right away. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. This is the crazy thing is that so before we even left for our for this for this trip, I almost said vacation. <laughs> it wasn't a vacation. Uh, before we went for this trip. He actually was looking up opportunities for him to play outside of Canada because he felt that where he was playing here in Canada, this wasn't the place for him to be to grow, to grow. Exactly. So he was actually already looking for other opportunities and he found something in 
in uh, in England. And so, yes, basically a similar idea, you know, school, which it's a mix of school and, and, and soccer. And I remember watching him because my son plays soccer as well, and he's a year older than your son. Your son was playing a year up. Yeah. And uh, I was at the side of some field in Milton, and I guess he said Greenwich, your last name on the back of the jersey. Now, Tristan probably doesn't know, or maybe he knows who I am, that we know each other, but he probably doesn't recognize me or, or whatever. But I go up to the side of the field telling some dads, I'm like, oh my God, like I know this kid. And I start taking pictures of him <laughs> to send to you. Yeah. And some of the dads are like, hey man, like you probably shouldn't be at the side of a soccer field taking pictures of <laughs> some kids, like, yeah. yeah, some kid that you, <laughs> obviously he's not your kid because you know, you're cheering for your, that's not your last name and you're taking pictures. It really looks a little sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. you know, <laughs> note taken. <I> away. <laughs> like I'll stop, I'll stop encroaching on this kid's life. Yeah, here. today's society, you yeah, gotta yeah, watch yeah, that. Yeah, kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. awkward <laughs> totally awkward moment but uh okay so yeah he says yeah he's there he gets dropped off in march yes uh you guys fly back to drop him off i guess is that how the drop off works yeah yeah that's what we did so what happened was we went back to malaysia got all the paperwork that hey, needed to get a done lot of money on flights on this around the world trip uh well thankfully in asia it's not too bad uh so it wasn't too far of a flight between malaysia and, and thailand so it wasn't too bad of a hit uh, so yeah, anyway, we went back to Thailand to, to drop him off and yeah, we actually stayed there for a few more days bef- after dropping off and it was really cool actually because they had an international day, uh, where they, it's almost like the Olympics. So they get all the students to get together based on your nationality. They got the flag, you get in dressed up in the traditional gear. Um, they play your anthem and they walk through. So it was really cool just to see the, uh, diversity in the school. I think they have representation from about over 60 or 70 different countries uh, com- com- combination of faculty and, and the students, which is crazy. Which is really cool. I never even heard of this concept, man. Yeah. Like I had no idea. Oh yeah. I remember walking around that campus the first day thinking, Oh my gosh, I want to go back to high school. <laughs> so did he represent Canada? Yeah. 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 And he dressed up in the traditional gear of jeans and a t-shirt. Uh, we put him in some, as best we could, some red and white stuff from yeah, whatever we had. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, hockey jersey? Dress up in a hockey jersey. Yeah, no. Yeah, we didn't have any hockey jerseys with us, unfortunately. If you are ever traveling the world and you need a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey because you got to represent somewhere and you don't have it, you just let me know. Yes. And I will mm-hmm. FedEx that thing to you overnight as soon as you need it. But the reason I found out but that you didn't have, or where, where I was cluing in, because you didn't tell me that you left a son behind and where you were visited Croatia, you stayed in our place in Croatia, which was super cool for me, right. that you would go there and stay in our place on the Adriatic coast. And I'm telling my cousin, I'm like, you know, it's a husband and wife and you know, they have two kids and stuff. And then you're there. I'm like, Hey Mark, can you take a picture of you guys there for me? Cause like, it's just so cool that you're there. Um, and send it back to me. And I just didn't see like your whole family all together. Then I think someone else maybe take a couple pictures and it was only, you know, just your younger son, not just, but your Tristan wasn't there. Quentin was there. And I'm like, I still didn't connect the dots, really. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe not everyone's just there at that moment. Mm. I didn't realize your son wasn't with you anymore as you continued this trip around the world. So uh, anyway, I I wanted to start this by uh, telling everyone, how did this idea, like, uh, how did you just decide? Like, is this something you're like, okay, we're going to just experience life in a different way? Like, what's the thought process? Because you had to rent out your own, like, you left your home. Yep. Right. Yep. So like, it's a pretty big decision. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the thinking? Well, you know what? It wasn't the, so the motivation to go on this trip wasn't a, a single reason. Uh, it was actually a convergence of, uh, different thoughts and experiences as that came all together. Um, and, and this happened over a series of times. So I think one, 
one of those things or thoughts that came was the uh, book uh, Vagabond. Uh, so that book I found out about through listening to Tim, Tim Ferriss. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So that book's just How about... How many people has he motivated to travel around the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that so that book, uh, The Vagabond, is just about long-term travel. So that was that was definitely one seed that probably started the the idea of uh, of doing this crazy world trip. And top of that, you know what? When I meet investors on my on the one on one meetings, you know, obviously we talk about real estate investing, but I usually like to get a deeper understanding of you know why. So why is it that they're here doing real estate investing? And a high percentage, let's say, of investors would say that you know travel was something that was high on their list, right? And then if they had already done some traveling, then we end up talking about you know we start sharing our stories about traveling. So if and that happened, this was happening pretty much on a monthly basis, right? So so that happening as well. Uh, on top of that, someone told us about this show in on Netflix called Departures. So it's a bunch of two Canadians that basically pack up and leave their jobs and decide to go travel the world. Huh, never and heard of it. Yeah, it was. Uh, we found out about it through, I guess, one of Talia's friends. And the significance of that show was not so much the show itself, but actually the fact that it was the one show that our whole family would sit down and watch. And... And actually enjoy all together. They're going to different places. Yeah, it's kind of like when you watch Amazing Race. Like, exactly. What are they doing now? Where are they? Exactly. Now? Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's another show. Actually, even while we were yeah. traveling, Amazing Race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Even totally. while we were traveling, we were we were tuned into Amazing, Amazing Race. Race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you guys were living the Amazing Race. Yeah, um, and you know what? In the tip of the iceberg. Well, I don't know if it's the tip of the iceberg, but another uh, another significant um, thought, I guess, or feeling was just the idea of uncertainty of the future, um, this impermanence. So I had a friend who, same age as you and I, you know, in our mid forties. And uh, so this happened a few years ago. He goes in the hospital in December, just before, just around Christmas time, is complaining about some stomach pains, finds out stage four pancreatic cancer. Jeez. And then a few months later, we're at his funeral. Yeah. Right. And here's a guy that lives a healthy lifestyle. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, it's yeah. over, man. Life is fragile. It can be over in a moment. Yeah. So, you know, that for whatever reason, uh, that's something that was kind of lingering in my, in my head, right? Just the, you know, just the unknown of what can happen. And, you know, just, yeah, like I said, it wasn't just one thing. It was kind of convergence of all these different thoughts and experiences. And and uh, so it got to a point where there's enough pressure in the, uh, of this idea that I went as far as then asking the principal at my kid's school, hey, do you know any other families that have traveled the world? And he said, actually, you know what? I, I know a couple. So he got me into contact with these two families. And so I reached out to to both. And it's one of them I called. Actually, one of them lives here in Oakville, uh, which is kind of interesting. And uh, we ended up meeting with them after. I talked to her on the phone the first time. And when we talked, you know, there was four things that she said on, in, that, in that conversation that I took away. You know, number one was that it was one of the best decisions that they made in their life. Number two, when they came back, they felt um, they were trapped. They were well, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. They say Oak, that Oakville, Ontario, is my life. Okay, yeah, go yeah. on. Um, that they actually felt uh, <laughs> closer as a family. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Right. Okay. okay. That's much uh, more positive. Yes, it was, okay. <laughs> or it is. Um, and then thir- uh, thirdly, uh, you know, feeling the kids came back feeling more grateful. 
for what they had. Sure. Right. Yeah. But the fourth thing is actually was the tipping point for me. As crazy as this may sound is the fourth thing that she said was that when she came back, it felt like nothing had changed. Hmm. And that was a positive or a negative for me. It was, it's an, I would think, wait, before you answer, nothing had changed. So I would think that's a negative because you're looking around thinking, Jesus, this is all life is. Everybody going through the same motions like zombies day in and day out and trying to get ahead, save a little money and just kind of suffering a slow, monotonous death of life. Um, is that too extreme? No. no. <laughs> okay. Because I, 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 uh, I wasn't like, thinking that way, by the oh, way, sorry, but sorry. <laughs> just for the sorry. record. I don't know where that's coming from. But uh, yeah, so I would think that like, yeah, people are just kind of walking around and not really doing what they want to do. Um, so I would look at it as like a negative. So she's happy that she went and did something because nothing's nothing's different here. How yeah. off am I? Well, I, I've... Uh, not too far off, probably. I mean, I wasn't thinking all that necessarily. <laughs> we're going that dark. No, no, not at all. Uh, I was thinking more of, you know what? You're not going to be missing out on anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that was And there's and never going to be the I right stopped. time. Because I'm sure when you told me the first things that entered my mind, when you're like, hey, Tom, I'm going to travel the world for a year. I'm like, okay, how, how do you budget for like, what's the, what, like, how do you budget for that? Even, you know, I'm, I'm used to taking vacations, but how mm-hmm. do you like, how do you even know how much money you're going to need on such a thing? That probably wasn't my first thing. I think my first thought was like, isn't Tristan going to high school? I think that was probably my first one. Yeah, like, what happens right. to grade nine? Like, I feel like, I feel like Mark, if they were in grade school, yeah, screw it. It's grade school, you know, but grade nine, there's only four high school years. Like what's going to happen? You know, how does he do these tests? And then you had told me that you researched some way where you can travel the year and you basically do homeschooling on the road mm-hmm. and then they come back and they have to take a, uh, some, a series of exams that is over. Someone oversees these exams and they get essentially their grade nine. Correct. Yes. Um, so I was like, okay, that seems like it's reasonable. But I think I was still kind of scared for you. I'm like, I don't know. Are you really going to want to teach math when you're like somewhere cool doing bungee jumps off some bridge somewhere? <laughs> um, but is that what most people told you? Maybe the money, I don't know if the money aspect came up, but or education. What were the main uh, objections to you guys going? We didn't really get a lot of objections necessarily. Okay, so I think it was behind. more, it was more, it was more, yeah. I mean, you Talked behind your back. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're crazy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there was, uh, obviously there was that kind of initial shock. Like, really? Wow. Are you seriously yeah, doing this? Yeah. No, not that many right? people do that. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, no one really, I mean, yeah, there was the odd person that would talk about the education side of things, but we had it covered um, in the sense of, you know, for, for Tristan, we did our due diligence. We had, we have a few friends that are teachers, high school teachers. So we asked them for their, you know, their advice. Um, so they kind of helped us uh, through that and told us, you know, what to focus on and not what to worry about. Um, so we felt more comfortable after having those conversations uh, with. And Tristan's is it education. a standardized Ontario type high school test you take or does every high school have their own test they, they give you at the end? Yeah. So he was taking. So there's some actual high school courses that you can actually take online. Oh, in Ontario? Okay. Yep. 
Um, it's it's not the it's not the maths and the sciences, okay. right? But some credits, some of those credits, right? Like, uh, gosh, I can't remember. The, can't remember. The, I like business intro to business was something okay. that he was able to just do oh, in God, a book. I remember I took intro to business in high school. So did I. <laughs> oh my God! Didn't learn anything in that one. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure it's better <laughs> yeah, now compared to the business Jeez. stuff that you yeah, know now. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Anyway, okay, good. Yeah. So like intro to business uh, was one one of those classes where you can actually he yeah, just had the physical book, and as long as you did the activities and quizzes whatever that were in the book then that was sufficient for passing that particular course um there were some things that you'd have to actually like we had planned like when he came back uh he was going to take some summer courses and then do the exams like science he science was the one that he couldn't do while traveling right because you're doing labs and whatnot right got it okay so for that one it was something that you have to come back and do and we were able to um work out uh um, have some exams proctored actually. So what does that mean? Meaning that we could, so let's say we're, we're in Thailand and he's ready to now write his exam for, for math or midterm. Someone, uh, in here, back here in Ontario would send this exam to uh, a, a person in Thailand. So it'd be like, for example, maybe we went to another school okay, got in it. Thailand and they made, would administer the test. Exactly. Okay. Ensure exactly. he's not cheating on the test or whatever. Exactly. You got okay. It. Got it. Right. Huh. Didn't know. Yeah. So that never happened. <laughs> all that. Yeah, all that. He found a high school that he joined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good for him, man. So now he's getting his high school and he's getting this soccer. Yes. He's, he's on the soccer team. It's some kind of team. Who do they play? Well, you know what? Because um, there's not a lot of um, competition, Local, let's say. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Probably Local to that caliber as well. So they, they end up having to leave and go play elsewhere. So they've already been. So in the short time that he's been there, he's already been to Bali, Borneo, Bangkok for, for tournaments. Cool, man. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, the it's, life experiences he's picking up right now. I mean, well, you'll know if it's a right decision or wrong decision in a few years, Mark. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the good news. I'm joking. It's, I'm sure it's fantastic. So uh, that's cool. Holy smokes! Um, and then, how did you pick the spots that you were going to visit? Did you guys just go on the map and say, "Hey, we want to go here and we want to go there"? Like, where where did you go first? So we went to England. Actually, I guess this, the theme here how seems to be soccer. How much cash are you carrying on you at this point? You have a lot of cash or is it everything you're just visa cards yeah, and you're you going to access it. debit everything's you, plastic yeah everything's pretty plastic everything's you got a plastic. bit of what you need and that's it yeah you know what for pretty much every country we went to with exception maybe cambodia uh cambodia it's uh it's all about u.s cash there sure um whereas pretty much everywhere else we were good you with. can find a bank machine find a bank machine take out the local currency and you're good to go so you went to where first we went to england we went to w- watch uh, a man U game Oh, I forgot that you did that. Yeah. So you basically went to England and you landed in London. No, did you land in London? Yeah, no. went to Gatwick, yeah. Um, so you basically went to one of the most expensive cities that you could start your trip in. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so did you just burn through cash like crazy? Oh, Dude, yeah. London is not cheap, man. Yeah, you know when what? When we were in London, we were in London, what, two summers ago? I was telling Carol, I'm like, who can even survive in this freaking city? You know what? I, I did I did end up uh, journaling on this trip and uh, I remember... On that second day, writing my journal, just thinking that, oh my gosh, (laughs) we're (laughs) not going to last. We're not going to (laughs) last. This trip is not going to go. So London. So walk me through it. So London, and then you go to. Uh, For then we went to Portugal. Then Portugal. Yeah, you met up with our old buddy. Yeah, I I don't. I don't even. It's been so long since I've talked to Walter, but you met up with him. That's right. So Portugal, and then you went to Africa. Where in Africa? I went to Morocco. 
Oh, cool. Yep. Huh. Um, and then after Morocco? South Africa. South Africa. Holy smokes, man. Yeah. Be- was it beautiful? Yes. Yeah, yeah very much so. Um, South Africa. And then where after that? Then we jumped over to Asia. Where? We went to Malaysia. Cool. And okay. Then, and then was it the Thailand stuff? No, nope, then Cambodia. Cambodia. Okay. Sorry, no. So Malaysia, Vietnam, mm-hmm. Cambodia, Thailand. Cambodia, Thailand. And is then you went, uh, is, where did you come home from? Thailand? No, Portugal. We went oh, full, so from we went Thailand you went back to Portugal? No, from Thailand we went then to Australia. Oh my God, I forgot about Australia. And then after Australia, we went back to Europe. Went to that's when we went to Croatia. Oh my God, yeah, I'm cutting out a whole bunch of trip. Yeah, you went <laughs> to Croatia. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, and to go back to your question about how we kind of came, I cannot up. believe you're in Croatia. This just freaks my <laughs> mind out because you said you took a day trip to somewhere, an area called Imotski. Yeah, where your where, dad was born. My dad was born yeah, right? there. In yep. this region, nobody goes there. That's not like a tourist <laughs> spot you go to. Like, I'm gonna drive 30 minutes or no more, an hour inland from the coast and check out this area because I don't know what you would have seen that would have brought you there. There's, this, I think they have some lakes or yeah, something. Yeah, Blue, Blue Lake in red lake yeah like it's yeah. not really high on the tourist <laughs> list so you must have just found the local tourist attractions uh, but you really got a good sense of what the inland of croatia would be like by going to Imotski, man yeah You're, but you know that's how we traveled though i mean we we you know we talked to the locals and we'd ask you know what are some of the things we can see not necessarily the the the, the tourists all the tourist places the, um we're looking for other you know other less known places to go check out as well so it was actually ba- Balki who told us, told us about. Oh uh, my Motsky. god! Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. believe you met Balki. Oh <laughs> my god! Holy smokes! So anyway, was uh, he was was he drunk when you saw him or no? He was sober. He was sober. Oh my god! But yeah, we, that's but, when you Facetime me. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah, yeah but then we had a few drinks soon after. <laughs> yeah, I think I was I probably had time just to drop off my bags and then I was down having some shots with yeah, him yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna definitely have drinks with Balki, but. Uh, I, and it's funny because when you were going to, right before you getting to Croatia, I was right here in, in this office here and I got a plain piece of paper out like this and I was drawing this weird looking thing and somebody was asking me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm drawing a map. And they're like, that looks like a Dora map. Like you're drawing this like weird looking map um, to how to get to our condo there in Croatia. And I was explaining that Mark's going to the condo and I'm like, can you just not Google Maps it? I'm like, ah, really? The, it's kind of tough. The last hundred meters is really sketchy. I don't think you can Google Map it. And I drew out this thing. Did I take a picture of that and text it to you or something? I gave you this handwritten map. Yeah, I think you took a, a scan yeah, of it and he emailed it to, it to me. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it worked out really well. <laughs> we, you we're, got we, there. We, yeah, it, you, it worked out well. <laughs> I remember dragging trees and a hard left turn yeah, yeah. and like go up the hill and it's not a paved road, but you're going to be okay. Yeah, and yeah. it's pretty steep. No, I think the biggest tip you gave us was, you know, to go during the day. I think it might have been a little bit more challenging if we had been there doing it at nighttime. I mean, we probably would have eventually found our way. Yeah, it would be um, super difficult. But, uh, uh, yeah, we probably would doing some door yeah, knocking or something. It, got <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Croatia, sorry, Croatia, then after Croatia, back to Portugal after, that was after Croatia. Correct. And then Portugal back home. You got it. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, cool. and, and yeah, just to go back to, you know, how we came up with this plan of, how, of where to go. So we took, let's say, well, all the countries in Europe and all the countries in Africa and all the countries in Asia, and we each, all four of us, had all these countries, and then we basically just highlighted which ones, like privately, highlighted which ones were the our favorites and then we kind of brought all of our answers together and then from there we just said well if everybody wants to go to portugal okay we're all going to portugal mm-hmm. right if three out of four of us want to go to thailand okay we're going to thailand and that's really how the framework came 
but you know as we traveled you know things changed we you know yeah, there's some did, places that how, we ended up not going to and yeah did anything um i don't know any food like i'm just thinking in malaysia like how did the kids do with food in some of the asian countries like did you guys struggle at all there no not at all so yeah did you eat any bugs on sticks anywhere uh the kids did i did not no you, you didn't yeah eh? i dis. but i did we, we all as a family ate snake in cambodia how was that nothing uh, special I'm going to say the most common thing that people say tastes like chicken. <laughs> what were okay? So, what were some of the best memories of the trip, either location or family moments? Do you have anything that really kind of like ah, that was worth it? One hundred percent the safari. Oh, cool! Yeah, went on a safari. Yeah, and you saw a lot of animals. We saw a lot of animals. You some see? animals that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we saw, we didn't see. So when you go on these safaris, they talk about the big five, um, lion, leopard, buffalo, uh, elephant, elephant maybe and, ry and rhino. Okay. Yeah. Rhino. Yeah. So those are the big five we saw. And you never know. You never know if you're going to see all of them or none of them. Um, chances you see them, maybe one or two at least. So we saw four to five. We didn't get to see a leopard. Um, but it was, it was, yeah, it was, dude, this is why you should go to the Disney world safari and you're guaranteed to see everything. I tell everyone, Hey man, you don't have to go all the way on safari. You just go to animal kingdom and Disney world. You get on their safari ride. Have you heard of the safari ride? I have oh, not. It's amazing. You go in a big truck, they drive you around. It's like you're on safari. You check up all the boxes. You've been there, done that. But anyway, you did it the authentic way. Yes. yes um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, that was impressive. Eh? Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, just, it was such a surreal experience just to be in this open Jeep and have these elephants and giraffes or whatever just be literally just a few yards away a stone throw away any lions oh yeah really yeah how close to the lions uh sometimes a little bit too close for comfort no way <laughs> the guy's in the jeep with a rifle with you no i had no rifle man yeah, so no the, rifle so the lions are no threat they're not coming to the so jeep. the the big the big thing is that they when you're in the jeep they the animals just see you as an outline huh. meaning that you're just kind of like background right but if someone decides to just kind of stand up and, you know, you're breaking the outline and then that's what's going to grab their attention and that's when you can have some trouble. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So you sit your ass down and you do not get up. Pretty much. Yeah. You know what? The So um, we were fortunate that there was, at that time, there was what they call a pack of lions uh, and they were basically running the bush, as they were saying. And uh, so when we were out there, that first, yeah, it was our first night. Um, so we saw basically lions getting ready for the kill. So you saw there's and there's, there's a group of five of them, right? So at the time there, I'd see like three of them and I'd be like, okay, where's the fourth and That's fifth so one, cool. right? And then eventually you see the fourth one and like they're coming into like formation. And then we no. saw like- Dude, you saw what I've only seen on YouTube documentaries. <laughs> or National Geographic. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy because then, then we saw some impala, which is essentially deer here. And we thought, oh boy, here we go. This is going to see, we're going to see some live kill right now, right? But nothing Didn't happened, right? So the impalas, they made this sound and that was kind of their warning sound and they took off. And literally those lines then realized that, okay, they took off. So let's go to a new location. And they literally just walked right across our Jeep. And they didn't even notice us. They didn't even look at us, right? Wow. So I thought, okay, that's cool. No problem. That was pretty cool, right? And then, but the next night was a little bit different for whatever reason. So then we, we, we went out and we saw the group of lions again. And I remember, so me and Tristan were in the back. And there was this one lion that was literally walking behind us. And it was, his head was pointed and looking in our direction. And the way he was walking, it was like, I'm coming for you. 
Like that's that's what I felt, right? And at this time, the Jeep is, you know, the engine's turned off. And this is typically what they do, right? We they turn off the Jeep, get into a spot, and just we kind of sit and watch, right? But this time was different. They started the Jeep and moved it forward a little bit, right? So he didn't say anything. You know if the guy's doing yeah, that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, but he didn't man. say anything to us because I think he didn't want to put any fear into us. But I think he did that because he knew that the, he sensed something was a little bit off with that line that was walking behind us. And then the line kept going? And then it just kept going. How do you check the reviews of a safari? Uh, no one has been murdered or mangled by a lion because you're not going to get the zero star because the person's freaking dead. Yeah, exactly. So, jeez, uh, man. Yeah, so that was that was... Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. So Cra- you crazy, land crazy there. awesome at the how, same time. And but for real, how did you find out the safari that you felt comfortable going with? Did you just ask the locals when you land there, like, hey, nope. can anyone you suggest know what? This a safari? Was, this was actually Tristan. This he was tracked Tristan. it down. Yeah. Um, online. So you guys were doing online everything pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so and this is this is why we felt comfortable. Like some people have asked, like, wow. And we talked to some families who have kids. Like, I can never let my leave my leave my child. You know, in a different country. Da 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 da. And you know, one of the reasons that we were very comfortable with doing it is because what we saw in Tristan while we were traveling was just unreal. He was he was always in leading. Hmm. He was always in the front, you know, giving us directions on where to go. Not that we needed it, but he was he we just took ownership. Mark, I've, I've driven with you. You needed it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we oh, go thanks. to Myrtle Beach in high school together and get lost? Didn't, isn't it supposed to be an 18-hour drive to Myrtle Beach? Or no, what is it, 18? Didn't it take us 24? I didn't, I didn't drive too much, I don't think. I think I just sat back and let no, other I'm pretty drive. sure you were holding the map, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but go on. Go yeah, on. no, so yeah, he... Um, in my mind, you were holding the map for the record. Okay, okay. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he just, uh, he just took ownership. He, he took ownership and then... Uh, you know, when we're looking for accommodations, you know, he found a lot of our accommodations uh, online. He so cool. and did the he flights. Was growing. He yeah. When you go to the airports, he was the one, you know, we need to go here. We need to go there. Da, 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 da. So I felt very comfortable with just, you know, he was good. I felt like, you know what, dude, you're you're good, man. You, you go do your thing. Did you realize you could spend less money than you had anticipated in some of these countries and really have a good time? You know, if you go yeah. on a one-week vacation, you're going to some all-inclusive, or you're going on some trip, and you're really going all out, like you're spending the most you could possibly spend, typically in a week or two weeks or yeah. three weeks or even a month. But when you go like that, and you're kind of living like the locals and exactly. staying at some place, you can you don't really need to spend that much. True. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure Very the book true. Vagabonding really kind of drove that home too. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, Okay, what uh, I'm curious, what country stood out the most um, for you just for their beauty? I asked you this before. I think I remember the the answers are like, what countries shocked you the most? Cambodia shocked me the most. For um, poverty? Mm, uh, okay, no, so not so much, so much for poverty. Just uh, it shocked me the most in that we initially were not going to go there. Let's put it that way. It was it wasn't on our list. It was a last minute decision to to go there based on conversation we had with people we met while we were traveling. So we just had no idea what to really expect when we went oh, there. Oh, got it. But everyone was saying you got to go. Exactly. Oh, so it was beautiful. Yeah. So they said, you know, I, well, in terms of beauty, I wouldn't say it was beautiful. Um, I, in terms of beautiful, I would say Vietnam. I would say actually Croatia. You know what we had? Croatia was just. Yeah, you said that, and I'm always shocked to hear that. I mean, Croatia is beautiful. I'm just shocked for someone who's gone around the world seeing that many places that it stands out that high. Yeah. No. I guess because I've gone there as a kid every year. I'm used to the coastline. I'm used to the islands. I'm so used to it all. Yeah. You know? 
uh, I think every cool country, thing. every country did have its, have its beauty. Sure, of course, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what, Croatia, for whatever reason, for us, it just uh, yeah, it really hit home in terms of just being very, uh, you know, tranquil and yeah, it was. Uh, How yeah, are the people? How did Croatia? you find the people? Because you'll be, yeah, I find, I find it's like a harsh person there. They were welcoming mm. to you guys. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know we didn't. Uh, I don't mean harsh in a bad way. I just mean that's just their way. Yeah, you know no. they're a little loud spoken, harsh. Talk two Croatians talking to each other. You could think they're arguing, but they're really just best buddies. No, it was all good. Yeah, yeah. no, we didn't have. Uh, okay, so Croatia and then Vietnam was the other one. Correct. Yeah, for its coastline beauty. Uh, you know what? We went to again. This is one of those places. We went to a place called Sapa, which is basically a a, um, a town on the mountain, and. Uh, I mean, it was weather-wise, it wasn't the greatest, but uh, you know, it was very, very scenic in terms of the rice fields, and um, so we found that to be, you know, it's, it's something we don't see all the time, right? Yeah, cool. So that was something different that uh, we found some beauty in seeing that. Um, but like I said, you know what? There's uh, in, in, pretty much in every country we went to, I can honestly say there was something, you know, beautiful about. Makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. Know, everywhere we went. What surprised you about the food? Which place had the best food? Best food. I'm gonna say South Africa. Huh. What? But you know what? I say that just because you know there was such a variety of different food options in South Africa. So we got to. So we didn't. It made everybody happy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> in yeah, terms of the family, it. It made everybody happy. Whereas in some places, you know, maybe my wife Talia wasn't so warm and fuzzy about eating certain foods. So okay, got it. So you're more of the adventurer. Yeah. Did you tell me that South Africa was also the most dangerous spot, or the time you felt the most unsafe? Was that South Africa or no? Different country. Yeah. You know what is interesting about South Africa is just the um, very blatantly obvious gap between the haves and have-nots. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always hear about it, but I've never actually been there, right? Yeah. So just imagine where you live right now, and now you have. Uh, let's say maybe a seven foot, eight foot fence around your whole house. And then on top of that fence, and it's and it's brick, okay? And now you have barbed wire on top of that fence. Um, obviously, you have your gate to get through. And then to get to your front door, you have another gate that you're unlocking before you even get to your front door. And then all your windows have, um, have metal bars. Yeah, got it. You're living in lockdown. Yeah. So and that's pretty much at least where we were in Cape Town um yeah that was pretty much the norm of what you saw okay and you could feel it like you didn't feel exactly safe you know what we were okay um because I don't know I guess after now traveling for a bit you know we've yeah you get comfortable exactly exactly I mean that being said were we out there at nighttime too often no, <laughs> maybe I think it was maybe one or two nights we were at least when we were in Cape Town that we were out at night. Um, yeah, we tried to be smart, obviously, when we were traveling, especially traveling as a family. Right. And so and uh, some countries that didn't come up on your list were I didn't hear Argentina. Right. Yeah, we didn't do Chile. Su- we didn't do South America at all. At all right. No, we yeah, didn't okay. do that. We so didn't you guys do- got another trip in you. I feel like you could make a whole year yeah. to South America. Yes. So- we have, yeah, we have unfinished business. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, what what did you get when you guys came back home? First of all, how's the reaction when you land back home and get into kind of North American way of life in Canada? What's that transition like? And the reason I ask is because the first time I went on a longer trip to Europe, when I came back here, I thought, what's everyone's problem? Why is everyone rushing around all over the place? Why is everyone freaking about everything? Everybody just take a step down, chill out. It's going to be okay. Like I really had, and I think that was only for, like I had gone to Europe as a kid for multiple months at a time in the summer, but then, you know, probably from the age 15 or so to right until, uh, you know, I guess early thirties, I was only going on quick little trips in and out. I'd never been there for any length of time. So, uh, then when I had gone, I think for just about a month and then coming back here and getting into the way of life there and the speed of things coming back to Canada was like being hit in the face. You know, I thought like, what's everyone's problem here? Like everyone's rushing around and like, for what? Just slow down, you know? Um, I, I really had a tough adjustment period. I, 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 we had already started Rockstar at that time. And I remember it was really early on, but I remember telling Nick and I just, I really had a few weeks of battling getting back into the way of things here. It just didn't feel like the way we should live. You know, and then you kind of get back into the norm and stuff. But I just thought that everyone had lost their minds here a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, from what I remember, I know it was only a few months ago, but my psyche was that, um, you know what, I, I, I wouldn't say that uh, I was still back, you know, traveling. You know, when I came back, it was, I just felt like I'm back doing my thing, right? Um, nothing had changed. Nothing had changed, Right. Except I mean, you, one of your sons. Yeah. So, yeah, we were just a, a family of four. We were a family of three. Yeah. No, because when we came back, we came back and actually we couldn't go back into our uh, our home yet because, um, you know, we had tenants there. And so we were in actually one of our rental properties for for a little bit uh, until we can move back. So that was honestly probably the, the most beauty fun. of owning some real estate. Right. You can live yeah. in different places. <laughs> yeah, that was a bonus. Um, you know what? Yeah. In terms of my psyche, I think I think it hit home. I think for Talia, it was a little more difficult than for me. Uh, maybe I was ready to come back. And maybe that's why I, I felt that I settled back in probably a lot easier than, yeah, than Talia. Yeah, good point. Okay, after right. eight months, you were ready to come back. That could change your mindset. I can totally see that. Yeah, and to be honest with you, once Tristan got into the school, you know, I felt that the mojo of the, of the, of the whole experience had changed. Mm, good point. You're not the family unit anymore. Yeah. Yeah, got it. So once that happened, I, I did feel a bit of a, a change. And at that point, honestly, I think that's when I just started counting down to coming back. Yeah, yeah, got and it. And so that yeah. that would have been March, right? Yeah. We came back, beginning of March, and we came back, actually, we came back three months later after that. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I had plenty really of time. Do, yeah, yeah, you didn't really do a U-turn and come back immediately. But yeah, I got yeah. it. Okay, the energy yeah. of the experience had changed on you guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. That makes sense. So right. you're ready to come back. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I was, I, I'm, I'm, I do like routine. Um, so it was, you know, it was nice to kind of come back and get back into the routine of, of some things. So that, uh, that was, that was welcoming. What would you, uh, so someone who calls you now, you called to other people asking about traveling here on the world. If you were to, someone was going to ask you about like, hey, you know, what, what can I expect or what lessons or whatever you asked that person that you were speaking to, what, what could you share with someone on like what to think about before you planned a trip like this? You know what? Um, be, be flexible. Uh, that's number one. You know what? That, uh, because, you know, our, from our original plan, 
of all the countries that we were going to visit and how we were going to visit those countries, it was changing on the fly. You know, we had um, situations like, for example, when uh, before going to South Africa, we found out actually from from Walter because Walter and his family had gone to South Africa probably two or three months before. And they said they had asked us, you know, if we had our long form birth certificates for the kids. And we said, mm, no. I know. Most of us don't even know we have a long form birth certificate well, here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, well, why do we need that for? And so, well, you need to get into South Africa. And then sure enough, we go and Google and and we hear about the horror stories of people going there and having been, having to come back because they didn't have the long form birth certificates. So we ended up having to stay in uh, Marrakesh, part of Morocco, for I think three or four weeks because we were we need to stay in one single place for us to have a place for us to receive the long form birth certificates. Right. We weren't planning on staying in Marrakesh right. for that long. We were actually planning on going to different parts of Morocco. I wonder why you needed that, though. You had a passport. Canadian uh, passport. Ch- child, child trafficking. Huh. Yeah. What does the long form birth certificate have to do with child trafficking? Apparently, it's, I guess, it's this la- this extra layer that they feel helps them control that. I got it. Yeah. I hate the fact that this is even a thing. Yeah. We're so blessed in Canada growing up in here. You know what I mean? Like, did you growing up ever think about child trafficking as a threat to your young, young existence? Not at Holy all. Holy crap. Not at all. But I can tell you, even when we were in South Africa and we'd be, you know, let's say, out grocery shopping, you know, sometimes the kids would go to another aisle to look for something, whatever, right? You're I'd be like, uh, where are you going? <laughs> Get back over here. <laughs> yeah, got it. Got right? it. Different leash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so be flexible. What else? How about the family dynamic? There must have been some battles or something, disagreements. Did you get along better than you thought you would towards the beginning, towards the end, any of that kind of stuff? You know what? We definitely, definitely connected more as a family because just imagine like we're pretty much with each other 24-7. It was, and this is what Talia misses a lot, is, you know, we were eating all three meals together. Right. Yeah, Having those conversations yeah, yeah. at the at the breakfast, yeah. lunch and dinner table. Right. Which, you know, as soon as we get back here, we're not doing that as much, no. if, if at all. I feel so fortunate. <laughs> like every morning I'll get up with the family, make breakfast, be involved. And just that kind of little moment before everyone kind of starts their day. I feel so blessed that I get to do that because when I was working in the corporate world, I never got to do that. I had to get up to be traffic because yep. I was one of those guys that was at the office early before everybody else. And so I would leave really early. And it didn't necessarily mean I was coming home early either. I would stay late. And I kind of missed all that. And I just feel so blessed that I get to kind of listen to those conversations about school and their tests. And did they forget their lunch or their water bottle, which might all sound ridiculous. But to these are these are the moments of life. And mm-hmm. I love them. You yeah. know? So that's cool. I could see that. Yeah. And you know what? I'll repeat the same things that uh, that same uh, parent told me. Right. You know what? Um, it's one of the best decisions that we've made in our life. And uh, yeah, our family came closer together. The kids were definitely 100% definitely grateful for what they have here in Canada. 100%. That's a whole other thing. When they yeah. come back to Canada yep. and you come back to Milton, Ontario, <laughs> and you just realize, I think we live in Disney World. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. Like, think about how great it is here. We drive up to these malls with Starbucks and a safe banking system and multiple grocery stores where we can get foods from all around the world. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget last, uh, no, two summers ago, we were in Croatia and my mother-in-law's with us and she's going into all the little grocery stores there and asking for Polish like kobasa. Right. And because she's used to being here in Canada where we can get any food like at anywhere. You can get Italian food, Polish food, Chinese food, like literally any food. Right. But there you can't they don't have like Polish kobasa in Croatia. They have their meat cuts. You know, they don't sell it like that. And she was just mystified by it. I'm like, Canada's so beautiful, man. We are spoiled in so many ways <laughs> just because we can get our co- Polish kobasa anywhere we want it. You know, but uh, and, yeah. And, and, and yeah. And it's just, you know what? It gives you perspective, right? I mean, we went into groceries that were literally just like one aisle, right? And like a small aisle and that's it. And you come here and go to yeah. your super Loblaw Superstore and it's just and you a you know, hundred times. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, so yeah. And you know what? And, and for the kids, um, yeah, it just gives them a different perspective on, on, on things. And we hope that uh, there's a lot of takeaways from their experience that they... That's going to parlay. How often are you talking to Tristan now? Is it through, I guess, just FaceTime on the computer or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah how yeah, often? So once a week? Well, we, we were, Italian wants it to be daily. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what? He has a couple days of the week where he has to wake up really early in the morning to for training. So right now, it's I'd say it's about three or four times a week. And he's going to finish that high school with a recognizable, I guess, high school diploma from a British type school in the country of Thailand. Correct. That will be recognized if he did want to come back here and go to university. I guess he can use that just as any other high school diploma. Exactly. So he can pretty much go anywhere in the world with that with that uh, diploma. Mm -hmm. Think of his life perspective now. Does Quentin wish he was doing something like this? Because he's now in grade what grade eight? He's in grade eight now. Okay, yep. so he missed grade seven. Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, how does he feel about that? About his brother being away? Does he want to do something like that? Well, when we were at the school that Tristan's going to, he d- he did say that uh, he was jealous, and that so he and so that implied that he could or would maybe want to go to that school um, if they did have a volleyball option. Yeah, he probably would have went. Now, does that necessarily mean that he's actively looking for opportunities similar to his brother? No, no. Is you know Tristan? I mean, as you know, with you having two kids, yeah, and pretty different. much, and pretty much, yeah, every family that I know that has two kids, the the kids are different, mm-hmm. and Quentin Quentin's different in 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 respect to, and and we're trying as parents not to, and it's, it's challenging at times. We're trying not to put what Tristan has done as now the benchmark of what he should, Quentin should now do. Right. You know, we want Quentin to make sense. You want to build that up like, Oh my gosh, look at him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So we want Quentin to kind of find his own, his own uh, destiny, his own um, future in terms of what he wants to do. And if it doesn't have to be what his brother is doing and we hope that how responsible your son, you look over, look at, when we were there, just a little bit older than your kids now, we drove down to Myrtle Beach and <laughs> caused chaos. I won't say which one of us. It was neither of us, but which one of us went in jail in that... Uh, it wasn't me, by the way. It, was, it might have been the person you visited in Portugal. How about we just put it at that? And we had to get him out of jail, but we were all... It was just a disaster of a trip. Looking at that and seeing some of the life experiences that your kids have all uh, underneath their belt already, just 
to me, um, you're really living life on your terms when you've done what you've done right now. Traveled the world, come back, your son's over there. I credit my whole world perspective on the ability to see other cultures and going to Europe as a kid and living in a small village on a farm and seeing how other people live and then coming back here and recognizing that the hard work I'm doing is nothing compared to living there in the day, every day in the middle of winter, going out to feed animals when it's freezing cold and you have to do it. There's no like, I don't want to do that today or I'm going to like not do that today. You have to do that every day. And then coming back here and realizing, wow, this is such a great country. So lucky to be born here with all the opportunities, as we said that we have. Absolutely. So yeah, to see you go through this, man, it's a big deal. I do. Who knew? Who knew you were going to do this? Yeah, when we I met, didn't. I still remember. Do you remember when we, I remember when we met and you said, I guess you were working in IT still at the time. This would be, I don't know. When did you buy the for your first income property? 2009. 2009? Yeah. So I guess it would be 2008, maybe. Uh, we had just started this. And you're like, hey, Tommy, here you're doing some real estate stuff. Can I take you out for lunch? And we went out for lunch. And I say no to pretty much everyone, but we've known each other since grade one, the day you came crying into the classroom with your dad standing at the door and you're sitting down. And you were a good soccer player right out of the gates. I'll never forget. I remember thinking, man, I wish I could play as good as Mark. Uh, but uh, but we were on the same team. I managed to be. I managed to play on some of the same select or rep team, select yep. teams. Uh, like you were like the talent. I was like the guy that they just needed another body in there. So I managed <laughs> to get on. I scraped my way onto these teams. But um, yeah, just growing up. But uh, I lost my train of thought now. Um, but just seeing uh, seeing you and knowing you for so long. Yeah, and uh, sorry, in two thousand eight when we went out for lunch, you. Buy, you're working in the IT industry. Correct. You buy your first income property. Then a few years, no, then within a year, you buy a couple more. I feel like in the first year, I don't know, you went out of the gates on fire. Yeah, we ended up uh, closing on three properties within eight weeks. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So three yeah. properties in eight weeks. We really tricked you pretty good, didn't we? Uh, three <laughs> properties in eight weeks. And I remember being scared for you. I think I even had a conversation with you, you saying, you, Mark, you you're actually, going too fast. Yeah, no, you called me. Yeah, you did call me. Yeah, because I mean, we'd want people to do this kind of stuff because we believe so much in owning assets in your life, whether it's real estate or building your own assets. But when someone like you goes and does three properties closing in eight uh, months, and uh, eight weeks, and I think one of them was a little bit of a trickier, more complicated situation. Um, I remember thinking, man, we're here for you, dude. We got your back, but please uh, go in eyes wide open here. You right, know, real right. estate is a dangerous game, like uh, high rewards, but you need to know what you're doing. With it, you, you know, know what? Once we found out that we were, uh, you know, approved to get multiple properties, you know, I mean, was the goal to get them in that short of a period? No, in terms of the closing, no. But just opportunities present themselves, right? And we didn't want to delay because you know things can change, right? Um, whether it's mortgage rule changes or you know, art something changes with us in terms of our employment, right? So we knew that. Um, we, we use that as urgency, right, to, to to take action. And so, yeah, we ended up getting these three properties within, you know, eight weeks of closing each other. And that wasn't the plan by any means. I mean, um, the first property we got and then the second, uh, after we got that first one, we're still on the hunt looking for another property. And then we got to multiple offers. And so the seller came back and said, you know, are you guys flexible with the closing date? And we're like, yeah, sure. You pick any date you want, <laughs> right? And then they came back and it was actually two weeks after closing on the first one. And we're like, oh man, this is going to be tough. But you know what? We thought, well, because they, both houses are pretty close to each other. So we just leveraged the marketing, right? So we'd show, 
one property at let's say one o'clock and then if they didn't like it it's like hey listen we're doing another showing at this other property just down the street you know at three o'clock you know feel free to come by right um and i think we were fortunate too that you know the second property uh, on that first show we, we got somebody right the first property took about five six weeks to get someone and actually the third property came from the marketing on the first one so it was actually an owner of a property calling saying that you know they they were in such basically in, in short they wanted to get the equity out of their house but at the same time they didn't want to move right so family and she had three kids da, 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 da. and just this is before i even got my real estate license and really knew much about real estate to be honest with you um i said uh, well you know what how about uh, we buy your property and then you could rent a home and she said you can do that and i'm like yeah yeah for sure meanwhile not knowing that i could or not yeah. right <laughs> So I, got I the, think <laughs> I can make this work. I hope I hope it works for both of us. Let's yeah. figure this out. Yeah. So I got the phone and then I called my coach, JP Hunt at the time. Like, JP, this is what I told yeah. this person. Can I actually do this? Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. We can make that happen. And so we just picked a date um, and it ended up being just a few weeks after we were closing on the second one. But in hindsight, I'm like, damn, we should have made it like closer to the closing to the, the closing closer to that second property. And I could have said we were closing Jam three properties in. in like three weeks or yeah. something like that. Three properties <laughs> in eight weeks is still pretty good, man. But yeah, yeah sitting there t- talking about l- at that lunch, describing what we were doing, and then for you just to jump right in. And I think then maybe a few months later, I can't remember, you were like, Tom, can I meet with you again? And you, uh, this time, I think we met at a Starbucks and, and you were like, uh, now I want to get my real estate license, start working with you guys. And I, and I think I was like, whoa, again, I think I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't only you got a good career. I quit my job and did all this crazy stuff. I don't know if you should, you know, I got to protect you, man. You better know what you're getting into. Um, Cause I think I was at a point in my life where it's just, I didn't care. Like I was going to make it work. I was gone from the corporate world. Right. And I didn't know what that would mean for you like i don't know is it gonna work for mark I, he's yeah. got a fa- i don't know i guess at that time yeah you had family yeah yeah of course so uh scary anyway you did it um you didn't listen to me you did it <laughs> and uh and now you've helped i don't know how many uh rock star members investors and stuff um so it's weird because we kn- we knew each other in grade school and high school and then, you know, throughout the next few years, but then our lives kind of went different ways for a little bit. And now they've kind of smashed back together. and We've been crossing paths like this and it's uh, it's cool, man. So to see you do this and then do a trip around the world with your family and we talk about living your life on your terms for you to be doing that and then to visit um, where we go in Croatia and stay in our place. And that's just a special thing for me. Really special. So, cool. uh, yeah. So thanks for sharing your story, man. And uh if anyone has questions, I guess the best way is just to look you up on the Rockstar Brokerage website, yep. rockstarbrokerage.com. You could find Mark Greenwich. You could track him down there. I'm sure email address is on there. Yep. Find our office and you can track down Mark. But uh, anything else to, to, about that trip that you wanted to get in before we wrap up? Uh, actually, you know what? When you said your life, your terms, you meant, so going back to the beginning of, of our conversation here and in terms of the reason for why we end up doing this world trip, and I mentioned a, a few of them. And I said I had multiple thoughts and experiences. And so one of those other thoughts was the whole, your life, your terms, right? That was also something that I see pretty much every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? So within the emails and the conversations. And so that, again, was one of the other thoughts and experiences that converged to to lead us to this world trip. And so, yeah, it's been, you know, uh, I have to say, like, the, the our meeting up again, um, I don't know how it is that we've planned. I, I tell people that we've we've worked 
at three different jobs. I know. Which is people are like, really? And uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not too sure why this has happened or how it's happened, but it just has. And well, uh, you yeah. basically got me the bank teller job at CABC. That was a great job. Yeah, it was good. And then was I good followed ride. you yeah. into customs because I, did I meet you in that customs job when we were student? No, customs I think we, that, that was just, that we, was we, a we, yeah, we just came from two Holy different directions. Shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, we came from two so different CABC, directions. So CABC, you definitely got me in at CABC. But yeah, because you were at Mac then. I was yep. at U of T. Yep. And we both applied to one of those federal summer school programs. And exactly. We were student customs. Yeah. So for those of if you're wondering what we were doing, we were student customs officers. So we were the people that greeted you when you come off a plane at the old Terminal One That's and right. asked you questions. Yep. Dude, I ended up going to court over over that because I caught a few people with drugs. I don't know if you ever went to court. I did I to, not. Oh, I had to bring my little book, and uh, they made some plea bargain before. So I sat in court all day, but then they just dismissed me, so I didn't actually have to go on the stand. But they were prepping me to go on the stand because one of the people I caught. It was this lady coming through customs and she said, uh, I said, where are you coming from? And she's like, you know how we were trained to look at those tickets and say if they had, if they had bought the ticket cash and if they bought it like the day before they left, right. remember the old tickets? Oh yeah. You, yeah, yeah. So you could, I saw that she bought it cash the day before she left, which we was like a sign that like, you're not there on vacation. And then she started giggling. Like she was at like somebody's funeral, but she was kind of laughing that nervous laugh. So I don't think I was any 007, dude. I, I'm like, I don't know. Something's not adding up here. I put her into the secondary to be searched, and they yep. caught her with stuff, and I ended up having to go to court over it. But they plea bargained, I think, or something. I think her life was threatened here if she was going to go on the stand or something. I forget, but I didn't have to go and and uh, and actually testify. But I think that's the most – remember when we were in that job together? I'll never forget it. And for anyone listening, just the biggest warning you can give any of your children traveling out of this country, how many times would we see situations working at that job where young girls would travel somewhere down south and they would be tricked into carrying a package back into Canada that happened to be full of drugs, not knowing that we have drug dogs in this stuff to find it here. Mm-hmm. And they would be get caught. This is like a federal offense bringing in illegal narcotics into the country and their whole lives can be ruined because they were like told, Hey, I'll give you 500 bucks, carry this bag back in the country for me. Always just devastated me to see that kind of situation. If you have any children traveling, just tell them do never take a freaking package from someone you don't know and bring it back into this country. Holy smokes. And if you do see any luggage and that's just hanging around in the airport, just leave it. Le- just tell somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a big no-no to pick it up. And yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, but I can't believe that was by chance. So that job yeah. was by chance. And we both have other stories. Oh yeah. I have a real quick one here with the, with the, you mentioned the drug dog. So you remember what, you remember when the FRT group would come out and then the drug dog would do its thing. And do you remember how we would detect that it had drugs? Do you remember that? Um, or I remember least, holding the little ball in my pocket of like whatever drugs, but I don't remember. So what it would do, it was it would you know remember? So picture the whole lineup of yeah, people, yeah, right? Yeah. Of passengers, right? It would sit. It wouldn't sit. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it would run like super fast, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like I, I just, I'd be just blown away how fast this dog was running, and people <laughs> no. are getting scared, right? <laughs> this dog is like dog. coming, yeah, it's coming full tilt, right? And it's going through all the different lines of people, right? And yeah, you're right. That's exactly what it do. It would just sit down if it detected some contraband right so i remember i think it was a flight from oh it doesn't matter where it came from but anyway so i see that the dog's doing its thing in my line and then all of a sudden it sits down i'm like damn i like something oh here we go i'm already fast forwarding to going to court right and then the little passenger says to me when she comes up to me she says 
Oh, dogs just love me. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, and I'm thinking, oh, no. Yeah, that's, 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 that's her cover-up. That's the best thing she figured out on how she was going to cover up the fact that she knew a drug dog just sat next to her to flag her. Dogs love me. Oh, man. Oh, so, my God. But you know what? Nothing came of it. Like, I sent her in. And she had uh, nothing. Oh, yeah. she was legit clean. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> dogs do love her. Dogs, so she was right. Oh my god. Yeah, she, I what, guess she was a dog whisperer oh or something. God. One of my favorites was one guy comes off a flight. Do you remember those old Adidas final bags, like blue with the red? Oh of? yeah. Oh yeah. One guy comes running off a flight. Mark, I forget where this. Uh, I forget where the flight was from. Amsterdam, one of the Caribbean. I, I, I honestly, I forget. He comes running into the hall. First guy off the plane. First guy. And I don't know. I think because I smiled a lot and stuff. I get a lot of these crazies. And they would. <laughs> run, he he was hugging the bag like on his side, and he's he ran right towards me. And he has uh, he claimed some stuff, and I could tell his ticket was bought. You know, all the signs were there. I sent him in to get searched. Cocaine laced in the bottom of the Adidas. But you know the hard shell at the bottom of the Adidas. Oh yeah, bag? yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was all cocaine. They're like, oh, you got one. <laughs> You know, remember when if you send somebody up and they would call you, yep. you got, yeah, they'd say up. your stamp number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stamp number, so and so, come up to secondary. You're like, oh my god, yeah. what happened? And most of the times it was like nothing, or you did something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, got this guy, and I, I kind of felt bad. You know, the whole thing. One time, I had to go. Do you remember when CSIS would come around? Are we allowed to be talking about some of this now? Uh, I think it's too late now. It's too late. <laughs> CSIS would come around and say, hey, here's a picture of the... So CSIS, for, for, if you're listening you don't know CSIS, CSIS is basically like our FBI, Correct. CIA, yeah, that's right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they would come around and show pictures and they were all always in plain clothes, those guys. And they would say, hey, if this guy's coming and it would always be like a flight from like Amsterdam, some international location. And like, here's this uh, picture of this guy we're looking for, be on the lookout for him. I don't know. That's what they told me anyway. I never kind of caught these guys but one time a CSIS guy takes me to terminal two um to say hey you got to pick up you got like here we're gonna go help me out i figure we're going on a top secret mission if i told you this before no this is first time i'm hearing he this. goes to we go to terminal two and he goes hey t- uh, tell him you're here to pick up the juice and i'm like the juice uh okay this sounds amazing uh yeah so i go into <laughs> terminal two he drives me in his like ford taurus just like a regular car which i already think is kind of cool because i'm like we're totally undercover right yeah now. yeah even though i'm in full <laughs> uniform he's he's playing close we go into uh we go into uh terminal two and he says uh he says uh tell the guy you're here for the juice so i go into the terminal two customs i'm like hey i'm with so-and-so from csis and i'm here for the juice and the guy goes, oh, you're here for the juice? I go, yeah, I'm here for the juice. And uh, I'm like so excited. And the guy gets a cardboard box and he pushes it to me. And he goes, okay, here's the juice. And I look inside and it's a bunch of juice boxes. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? I thought, what the heck is this? I thought sometimes I'm talking to you. But listen to this. I didn't understand the whole story. So I, I get the juice and it was juice boxes and like a couple Cokes or I, I don't know which brand of pop it was. I think it was Coke. And uh, we go back to Terminal 1. And they're like, hey, we have a couple guys in um, in the secondary. And we're holding them. You know how customs could hold people for 24 hours with right. no warrant or whatever? Um, they're holding people in those things where these little holding cell kind of things. And they're like, hey, we got them pizza. Give them like the juice. I still don't even know if I'm supposed to be sharing this kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, I find out the juice is laced with laxatives. They're trying to make people. Oh, kinda, yes. Got kinda, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, so right. I was like, oh, this is like fascinating. Like, I didn't know that they did this kind of stuff. I, I feel like maybe we're not supposed to be talking about this stuff at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's changed. This was eons ago. Yeah, I think they do but, things differently yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that, was a, that was a cool job, man. That was cool. So that was random. And then, yeah. we, and then we got together now here at Rockstar. That's right. Freaky, man. Circle... 
full circle totally, three times. Totally. <laughs> Mark, thank you for this, man. Appreciate you sharing yeah, thank everything. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, we'll talk again. All right, cool. Hey everyone, so hopefully you enjoyed that chat. There was a lot in there. I love hearing when other people are doing crazy stuff. And I think when you're, you know, when your your kids are going into grade nine and grade seven respectively and you decide to leave the country for a year with your family, that's living life on your terms. So really just blessed and grateful that we work together and that our paths have crossed again like they have and that Mark is uh, so open to share his story. So hopefully you took something away from that. Thank you for everyone who's giving us feedback on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. If you're listening, to this and you want some real estate information for yourself or education about real estate investing for yourself or for someone else, you can come out to one of our classes. That's probably the best way for beginner investors or experienced investors who want to understand the way we're doing real estate investing with everyone here at Rockstar. You can register for that at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. So that's CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. We do a class here at Rockstar. Nick and I deliver that class. We stick around after the class to answer any and all questions that you might have about any topic mortgages, types of property strategies. At this point, we've seen it all and pretty much, I think, done it all. Um, we And we share our mistakes where we've made the most massive mistakes in real estate investing and some successes, obviously, as well. So uh, you can register for that. And the reason you need to register is it's always packed, that class. So it really helps us kind of manage the class. Um, you can register for that class at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. So that's www.CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. Jenny or Angelina from our office will call you, confirm your spot, give you all the details, and go from there. Thanks for all the feedback on the podcast, everyone. We're really enjoying doing this. Um, That's it for now. Until next time, your life, your terms.